Take this moment for yourself to be present. Listen to guided meditations and wellness tips designed to help you stay centered and achieve your goals. We'll guide you through the practice of mindfulness, self-care, gratitude, and love, all created to empower you to live your best life. For more, visit getgrounded.life. Hello and welcome. I'm Nurel and this is Get Grounded. Today I'm joined by my dear friend Alexis Kurt, who does many things and among those is a yoga instructor. So Alexis, from her experience with yoga and in life, shares with us some wisdom on emotions specifically, among other topics of discussion. So we sat down had some tea, had this lovely conversation, and thought we would record some and share it on the podcast. So we hope you enjoy. If you do, please rate the podcast on iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, wherever you're listening. Leave a comment. Let us know what you think. We'd love to hear your engagement too and your thoughts um, and feedback on what you do as well. Um, because we provide some tips and techniques and would love to hear some of your own. So thanks and hope you enjoy. Okay, so (laughs) usually I think I just want to double check. Okay, so hello, I'm here joined by my lovely friend Alexis. Would you like to say hello? Hello, my name is Alexis. <laughs> Hi, Alexis. We're sitting in um, a lovely little uh, spot that's close to where we work, um, and it's our opportunity to kind of get away and talk about um, some stuff that we just, you know, have wanted to kind of kind of share. So we thought it could be fun to record another podcast episode. (laughs) Why not? Why not? (laughs) So I loved what you were starting to say about um, opening up, like in the vein of, you know, recording and putting something on a podcast that would otherwise be kind of like a, you know, parts of a personal conversation. Um, You know, sorry, sorry for the noise. Here, we can cut that out. (laughs) Or not, or it could just be like super organic. Right. Um, But anyway, so in the vein of um of sort of opening up and you know uh inviting kind of more people to uh share those experiences with could you like share what you just shared with me you know yeah so i'm happy to share um i think where it the conversation started was i've been delving into the empath survival guide and delving into not running away from my emotions or running away from the experiences I'm having, but trying to really drop in deep to them. And as you drop in deep to them, you realize that the energy, the magic, the vibe, whatever you want to call it, that that gets stronger and you can, I viscerally feel it. Like even in this conversation, like I can feel it in my hands and my body. And like, you can feel that energy growing stronger when you open up to somebody and you take down those boundaries, you take down those walls and you start to share things that are vulnerable and real. And knowing that not sharing those things is actually a disservice to the people around you. Because like we were talking about that 
whatever, however it lands, it may resonate for that other person that you're wanting to share it with. And it also makes everyone realize that they're not alone, that we're not alone in feeling whatever we're feeling in that moment. Those experiences are not isolated. You're not a microcosm. There's really no boundaries. Our skin is not really even a boundary. Like it's you sharing that opens up those walls and opens up those boundaries and it may help somebody else when you share it. So I think that's so beautiful, especially um, when you're talking about like you just, you know, like you said, the interconnectedness of everyone and everything. It's like even our skin, you know, yeah. even that, how it could be, you know, not necessarily a boundary because, yes, we are like embodied beings, you know, and that's how we, we perceive the world and experience the world through our bodies, um, which I love talking about when it comes to just like embracing our bodies is not something that you know it's like we think about it I could talk about this also in a whole other episode (laughs) but like you know it's like you know it's like uh diverting the focus of and the lens through which we view our own bodies even from being these you know like kind of objectified even really just focusing on superficial aspects of the body conforming with certain cultural expectations or what have you It's like diverting that focus and focusing more on like the functionality and how, you know, our bodies actually are these vessels through which we can um, perceive and interact with the world. And it just, you know, just totally shifting that view and then going off of what you were saying about like even uh, taking it a step further and how our bodies are just part of this greater system and network um, that we all are a part of as like living beings and, you know everything around us is just super beautiful so tying all that back to being open (laughs) tying all that back to being open in our conversations and just being you know candid honest with ourselves and others even and sharing our own experiences and bringing all of us closer together it's like we're going even a step beyond the physical um elements that are tying us together and to the um emotional mental and you know for for whatever uh, you know people believe in if it's spiritual or or sort of in an energy you know oriented way it's like another way to kind of tie us together is to share those experiences yeah yeah i kind of off that same vein is that embodiment doesn't just mean the physical body like we have the emotional body we have the spiritual body and so that vessel that embodiment goes beyond you know you drop into the body but then you have all of these other avenues and channels and veins that you can connect with other people from and I think the more open you are to whatever you believe that universal source that universal consciousness whatever that is the more that you allow that channel to be open the more that it's then beautiful to then be open between you and other people and i think that that's part of that's part of why we're here that's that's the it's a disservice to close down those channels and it's really scary Mm -hmm. (laughs) not to say that it's easy even the question that you asked me the other day of like how are you we so often don't answer that question in a very real and emotional way maybe we'll like dismiss and have a can answer you know you pass a colleague in the hallway or a student or something and you're like oh yeah I'm fine you know or I'm good thanks you know you and it's like okay good and like deep down you're like (gasps) (laughs) (laughs) but but I don't have the time or the space maybe to to get deep about it but it's so nice when you can absolutely and I think 
it's beautiful when you can stop yourself or take a breath or take a pause and and decide to answer that question honestly yes I agree actually I've been um, like happy the times that I've been surprised when people actually have answered in uh, well not to say that you can't answer in an honest way and actually be doing well but like when somebody's had a bad day and they're like, you know, it's kind of been uh, shit. You know, it's kind of been, it's been a bad day. Yeah. <laughs> um, so it's, it's nice. Cause then it just reminds you that that person and every person is human and we all have good days and bad days. And um, like you said, it just, it just connects us even more tying into uh, the book that you're, we're saying that you're reading. Um, could you, would you like to talk more about that and sort of sure. em- using empathy as another tool through which we can connect? Absolutely. I, I think, I believe everybody is on the empathic, you know, spectrum or whatever you want to call it. And I think, and I can't remember the author's name for the life of me, but we'll put it in the, we'll in the, in the notes. In, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but, um, the idea of it being that I didn't realize, I think I knew you have that inner wisdom, right. That's already there. I already knew this in a sense, but the way that she describes all the different types of empaths, and that you can be a physical empath, a food empath, a, um, gosh, there were so many different types. You know, there's the physical empath, there's the emotion, you know, it goes through all the different facets and multi-dimensions of people and how you can be empathic, meaning that you just feel a whole heck of a lot and how that energy, those are downloads from the universe and they're a gift, they're not something um, to be seen as a, a curse or I mean there's so many things that I used to call it growing up I'd be like gosh this is a curse or this is a double-edged sword or this is a negative thing to feel so much because I didn't see other people reacting the same way yes. or feeling the same things mm-hmm. and it's actually turning that around and this has only happened more like recently is having those words or having um, the structure to understand what I'm feeling and knowing that that's a gift that it's not something to be turned off or blocked off and the more that you open up to it the more magic and joy there is in life and it's just a really beautiful next kind of step for me in my realization I mean I live by the mantra of find joy in every journey and finding joy in the process of life and it's so much harder to live that than it is to just say it right and this is another step in me really finding the joy in the parts that felt tough before is seeing that there's magic in feeling so much so Mm -hmm. yeah I think like um especially when there's a stigma around (laughs) around like being emotional and and especially as a woman also honestly you know there being that there's it's where it's tied to like instability I like I understand the pursuit of of um a stoic state of mind because when we like we like we talked about the word equanimity you know when we when we are in that state of equanimity and we're able to kind of um step away from the situation and be mindful and um understand that the emotions that we're experiencing are one facet of you know what's going on we can kind of um not judge but just observe what's going on and then take the next step forward that's super useful um that said you know even that process doesn't um deny the fact that we experience those emotions in the first place it actually um allows us to kind of take a step back and kind of observe them you know and and start to like you know think about them even or 
or even just acknowledge the fact that we are experiencing them at all. So it's like, anyway, the, the, where I was going with that is, um, is as pragmatic and useful as, you know, that kind of like stoic process or even like mindful process is, it's just, um, even just the very first step of acknowledging I am feeling this way and that's okay. Like I'm feeling this way and I'm not going to immediately, uh, attribute that to my own craziness or let anybody else, you know, talk, um, talk about it in a way that's again, like stigmatized, you know, um, it just, I think allows us to, again, like normalize, allows us to realize like everybody has these times where they feel this way and, or they feel some different way. And then we can just start to start to do something about it and also start to not kind of be standing in our own way, you know, like, I think about this a lot with myself it's like how can I like just get out of my own way because it's like I'm putting a mental block just for feeling bad for feeling the way that I'm feeling and it's like girl you have to be your own best friend (laughs) and like be okay with just feeling a certain way and then and then be you know taking the next step forward no I I totally resonate with what you're saying and that pragmatism has its place but there's there's also a limit to that pragmatism because I felt like my one the vein of what you were just saying is that the more my mental resistance would come in when I would resist the emotion or I would resist the feeling and I would think I have to be stoic I'm not I'm going to maintain this even keeled balance and then I realized balance means that you fluctuate up and down like a wave right and so if you don't allow those feelings to come in to the body and then to release them back out you're creating you're creating your own resistance and you're creating a block that is you're going to stay in that emotion you're going to stay in in front of that block and you're not going to be able to move beyond it and the more quickly that you move through emotions acknowledge them process them let them go the more that you can move on to the next hopefully magical moment of maybe feeling gratitude after you've released some sort of um, emotion that you don't want to be trapped in in that moment so absolutely and that's like um i think we're being accompanied by some like fun loud music now hopefully it doesn't take away <laughs> but maybe just adds you know another dimension of our environment um anyway so uh so yeah i that that it's funny it goes like full circle to exactly what you started talking about when we first sat down so i'm glad that you said that because it's um it's just a process you know it's a process so and allowing ourselves to just feel something in order for us to allow it to pass through it's like you're kind of giving it that that space like you're even giving emotions or thoughts a space to exist and then pass kind of like Um, I've done um, guided meditations before where um, I or the person doing the guided meditation use the analogy of a cloud passing by in the sky. It's like you don't wish all the clouds away. You just let them be and they will inevitably sort of float on or float by or, you know, it's like it may be a cloudy day today and it will kind of clear up. But it's not like the world kind of um, makes any effort to um to kind of like not ever have clouds it's like and actually we probably wouldn't be in a good place if we never had any clouds clouds, because exactly it's kind of like you know um thinking in the really in short term versus thinking in the holistic context of 
like a healthy spectrum of emotions, kind of like a healthy spectrum of um, weather patterns. We're like, whereby we need the crops need rain. It's like we need we need to have clouds. We need to experience certain emotions sometimes, and just embracing that and even just saying, okay, it is what it is today, and it's this too shall pass, and just allowing it to kind of pass through. It's like you said, can be very cathartic, you know. Very cathartic, and I've also been having the realization too of every emotion has its time and place. And that I have a really tough time with anger. It's not an emotion that I handle very well for a lot of different reasons. But the more that I embrace that I feel angry in a moment, I can suddenly turn anger on its head instead of seeing it as a negative emotion, something that's going to hold me back or make me a bad person or not a mindful person or whatever it is, is that that every emotion is energy. And that if you see that anger as energy, maybe that allows you to take action and be motivated to do something. Every emotion has its time and place and it can give you energy. And I love the idea of the passing cloud in the sky. The other really great one that I love to use in my um, guided meditation in Shavasana for the end of yoga class is um, even imagining that we have a choice between, like if you imagine a river, like I always go to my happy place is in the middle of Yosemite Valley and there's there's this river, the Merced River, and if you imagine you have a choice between completely drowning in the water, like drowning in the emotions, or completely being out of the water and not being in touch with those emotions. And there is a there is a balance there and it's almost like floating in the river, right? That you're just going with the flow of the energy and the emotions and they're passing by you and it's a ripple effect so that you can keep moving on to the next thing and that it can be that energy. So whatever works for you, I always like to think of like, what sign are you, you know, for me, I'm an Aquarius, so water's very soothing for me, but find your metaphor, find your way of interpreting that Mm -hmm. and use that as a way to allow yourself to flow through the emotions. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. I, and I can, um, I, the river um, and the waves sort of analogies are super recurring in my own experiences too and I find that just really reassuring to know um, you know that it's like we're at different phases we're at different you know parts of this river like my mom says she's like you know there are times when there are rocks in the river and there are times when there are you know um, fallen trees or whatever have you it's like there there will be these you know um, challenges along the way but you just kind of float float on and you you go you can either be blocked by those or you can kind of like float beyond them you know in a way and um, and it's it's just a part of life I feel like if we um, if we didn't acknowledge the fact that we will encounter challenges um, then we would be doing a disservice to ourselves kind of like you said too um, because it's just being unrealistic you know like even in software development (laughs) it's uh, it's crazy like how we can we can take these patterns sometimes and apply them in so many different areas of life and work but you know it's like if you assume that a system is going to fail or encounter errors and you just, you know, account for that, then you know that, like, there are going to be times that you're going to have to uh, allocate time and effort to managing those 
uh, those problems really or those like blockers and it's not the end of the world in fact it means that your system is being used it means that you know in this case it's like customers are using it or something for ourselves it's like it it makes me feel alive you know when I when I'm like so full of emotion that I like start to cry or even if I you know it depends on how you experience emotions but like when I feel just when I feel something I'm like it's a reminder that I am alive and it's beautiful Um, and I think that if we can like you said reach that point where we feel that gratitude um, and view it through that lens then we can just take the problems or the challenges or whatever have you that come in our way accept those as inevitable and you know even be able to kind of um have the perspective to see past those too you know it's not like it's the end of the world and we don't have to even be complacent we can change you know we can we can grow in different ways it's just that starting point it's like if you allow yourself to get blocked by what's going on then you there is there is no kind of uh, perspective to see further and it can uh, in my experience at least lead to all sorts of kind of depressive states and other sort of you know situations um, that might otherwise be avoided by just a shift in in perspective yeah absolutely well and and, you know as a yoga instructor I'm always telling people like emotions get trapped in the body you have a choice (laughs) you have a choice to not allow them to stay trapped and stuck there and the more that you resist the emotion the more that they what I believe is they get embodied in your in your tissues and in the connective tissues and you you create you create your reality you create your body create all of these things and I why not you have a choice to let all of the things in and then out like have it serve its purpose prove to yourself that you're stronger than you think because you've been able to move through that emotion and take the good parts and allow the rest of it to that's not serving you anymore out it's like a yeah I love it it's like um almost like filtering cleansing process exactly yeah like a filter Mm -hmm. for sure I mean there's if you think about it any system but especially the body right there's organs and things that are constantly filtering why wouldn't we want every part of our vessel of our being to be helping us filter to take what serves you and to let the rest of it go I think that's really beautiful and another theme that I've um, read and you know felt quite quite a bit is this like letting things go it's like (laughs) it's so simple but it's just like so easy to get caught up in whatever's going on and if you just if you just let it go it's like wow can I actually do that and realizing too I feel like this is another thing that I've been realizing is that happiness is not this constant state of joy perhaps or maybe not joy is the right word but the idea of just being happy right that you're always smiling or you're always feeling upbeat or whatever you're energetically feeling being happy is not this like static state happy is feeling all of the emotions and and somehow getting back to the magic or the joy of it getting back to those moments of gratitude I mean even when you I mean even when I feel sad sometimes it's like letting out that cathartic cry and then not feeling bipolar when a second later you're like oh I've released that I've let it go and now I'm feeling the joy and the 
the lightness of letting that emotion out. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. That's beautiful. <laughs> Deep yeah. stuff. Thank you. Thank You're you for welcome. sharing. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, so can you, um, you know, either in your experience with teaching yoga or, um, you know, personally share some tips that people listening might use to uh, let things kind of go. You, you mentioned yeah. in Shavasana just sort of uh, remind, using an analogy of a river or... Um, yeah, I, gosh, tips. I, I think that I t- it, what's interesting is even as it kind of getting a little off topic is that as a yoga instructor, I guess as any, as any teacher, any guide or any in any position that you're in where you have experience and you want to share with others is that you think there's all of these rules and structures and you have to stay in this lane that somebody else prescribes for you. And I found that the more that I teach yoga from a place of flow and a place of teaching the type of yoga that I practice and that I enjoy and that I get the most out of, the more that it resonates with other people. And I think that in Shavasana, I mean, throughout the practice, we talk about this through breath work and spending time in postures, but especially at Shavasana, I love the idea of imagining a white or a pink light. So that's a, a kind of a, a light or an energy or a feeling that helps you ride through the emotions with a little bit more of a lightness in your spirit. You know, knowing that any sort of emotion that you feel like is starting to drag you down, that you can imagine this light, this protection, this shield, whatever you want to imagine it as, having that visual helps me kind of allow myself to float through it more easily. Um, And obviously body scans are really helpful, you know, especially if you're going through an emotion that you know is really tough for you. We all know, and the more aware you are of the emotions that are tricky for you, the more that you take a moment, even if it's three or four breaths, to sit with that emotion and to use whatever visual helps you and to do a body scan to see where that emotion is lying in the body. And the more questions that you ask of yourself, the more that you realize that you already have the answers. And if you can locate where that is in the body, using the breath to visualize bringing in that softness and releasing it out so that it doesn't get trapped. Um, So no, I love doing it at the end of Shavasana is, is talking about integrating the practice feeling into the spaces and places in the body that you've noticed, right? That you're feeling caught or stuck or you're feeling those emotions and then visualizing in Shavasana, releasing that from every single cell of the body. Starting at the head and imagining that your brows are unfurrowing and allowing the eyes to fall to the backs of the sockets. I mean, going through every little place and space in the body and allowing that lightness that white or pink light whatever you choose you know to kind of emanate from the heart space and start to move through those places and spaces and releasing that out Um, and then I always end it with growing roots into the earth from the toes so that you're balancing the earth and you're balancing the light at the same time so I don't know I don't know if any of that helps but that's kind of what I do and what I lead people through and I think that the more you sit with it and the more that you find your own visualization and body scan practice or your own breath work and meditation you find what works for you and then allow yourself to sit with it and release whatever that emotion is wow that's beautiful <laughs> yeah and and the part about um growing roots is uh you know it's like getting grounded <laughs> that's 
that's what it is. I yeah. love actually that you're um, very uh, appropriately wearing a tree <laughs> necklace. <laughs> yeah, <Why not? laughs> yeah, absolutely. Just um, that's that sounds just even you describing it has I think made me feel even more relaxed. <laughs> I'm like already visualizing light, you know, throughout the body and um, and just for me, yes, the getting into my body. It's like getting out of my mind sometimes, like, you know, the monkey mind and getting into grounding into my body is something that immediately has a really, you know, beneficial effect on me. At least when I when I feel, you know, nervous or I feel stressed or I feel like I'm just in my head so much, I just take a moment and I'm like, okay, touching, you know, just resting a hand on my on my lap, on my heart, just just reminding myself that I'm here you know like I am physically here right now you know it's like so basic but we but yes our experience is so um, rich you know our experience of the world that there's so many layers if we could just like go down to the most basic layer you know just being animals for a moment and and just being in our bodies just for a moment it's really amazing yeah really profound yeah because I I think for me and I'm sure this will resonate with other people too is that when you're going through a really difficult emotion or you're processing an emotion from even a past experience that's getting triggered for you is that all of us all of us have experienced trauma in our life whatever that looks like there's no small trauma big trauma it's all whatever you've experienced in your life and whatever's coming up for you is remembering that there's a physiological response happening, right? If you want to get scientific with it. And it's like, how can you drop from that fight or flight response? Like the fight or flight response like feels for me like this jittery energy, this kind of shakiness in my body. And the moment that I realize that that's just emotion, that it doesn't mean that I'm a shaky, jittery person. Um, and using the breath to take you from that fight or flight back down into this kind of rest and digest, right? This groundedness in the body. And I think even just, like you said, some of the basics is like the four count breath of starting the breath in the belly, which we so often, like for me, I'm such a chest breather when I start to feel that, that trauma and that emotion coming up is do counting a four count breath in starting the belly coming up to the chest and then open mouth exhaling for a four count breath and maybe even I like to start playing after a few breaths playing with kind of recognizing that pause at the bottom of the breath and the top of the breath and and staying with that for one or two counts and maybe even I eventually build up to it's like four count breath in hold for four counts at the top four count breath down and four counts at the bottom kind of the square balanced breath and usually by the end of it I feel like I've settled into my body and I'm not getting carried away with the emotion I'm letting the emotion carry its way out of me so that's unique actually I don't think I've heard like a four count uh almost like a coming full circle or like a square breath but um but it's um I could see how that could be kind of like an effective way it's like counting you know to three or backwards from ten or what have you but this is kind of like a more it's like an even way it is and it's a it's a building process too because I was really uncomfortable holding my breath at the the bottom and the top of the breath 
I don't know if that's just because of how my body works or if it was because of the kind of emotion that I was feeling. Sometimes it's hard to, you feel constricted or suffocated or whatever when you're holding the breath, but the more that you can just start with the inhale counting four, three, two, one, and then out count four, three, two, one for the ex at the exhale. And then working your way into maybe holding for one count at the bottom and one count at the top. And then to two and then to three. So you can make it progressive. You make it whatever you need it to be. And I feel like a yoga instructor taught me or did kind of a pseudo version of this in class. And then I have since just kind of made it more progressive and, um, you know, taken it really gentle and easy on myself and created that balanced breath but it works <laughs> that's really wonderful yeah. thank you You're thank welcome. you yeah those were some super tips and I, I I've benefited from them and I hope others do too yeah really thank you um and then so one last question that I um I am liking now to start asking guests um which is the second time that we're doing this now um is what do you uh you know with everything that you have going on and sorry if this is kind of triggering like let me know but it's just it's like with everything that you have going on um what do you do to take time for self-care yeah gosh that's something i've been struggling with really hard lately Um, i don't think you're alone in that (laughs) i don't know yeah i'm definitely not alone in that and i know that And I think we all go through periods where it's easier um, and it's more in alignment, it's more in flow. And there's times where I know that I literally have to schedule it in my day. Mm -hmm. Because if I, like we talked about with our coffee tea, right? It's like if you don't put it in the calendar, if you don't put it on the list, if you don't hold that sacred, then you're not putting any sort of importance or value to it mm-hmm. and you're not valuing yourself and then it's easier to not show up and do it right mm-hmm. um, or even if you do it's like what's more important to you it's like are you noticing the pattern of of prioritizing other things that are on your calendar yep. because you're of your own reluctance to put your own time for for self-care on your own on your calendar right absolutely mm-hmm. so so I, I know when I need to put it on the calendar. I know when it's more in flow. But I think that when I get off track, I've had to go back to I can't make 10 commitments to myself or 10 promises to myself when I haven't been doing any of those 10 for the last week. Instead of holding myself to an impossible standard, instead of falling into old patterns, you know, I call it old Alexis, right? These old patterns and behaviors that I know are from a past version of myself is that instead of setting myself up for failure, I'll decide not to do the 10, I'll go back to the one. And once I can make that promise to myself, hell or high water, (laughs) and I've done it, you know, usually I'll let it happen for a week. It's like, okay, and we all know that it takes longer for a habit to really stick, but it's like, if I can make that one promise to myself for a week, and that I can build from there and keep doing that. Even if it's one or five or ten minutes of your day, if you can make that happen, then I know for me it's triggering. I can keep promises to myself. Oh, I don't have to fall into old patterns of old Alexis self-sabotaging. Oh, I can value myself and I can give myself love. Oh, I'm worthy. I'm enough. All of these things start flooding in when you can make that promise and commitment to yourself. So starting with the one thing and then working your way back up from there. 
and that it's okay when you fall and stumble and forget to do all 10, that it's not the end of the world, that we're human, and that you can go back to the beginning. Wow. Yeah, I can. Yes, I can totally relate. (laughs) Just um, applying that focus and allowing that um, almost, you know, maybe not instant feedback, but like that feedback after maybe a cycle of having done it, like you said, for for like one time and then a number of times throughout the week. And then as we continue on, like we keep doing it and we keep getting this feedback of like, oh, I can trust myself to make a commitment and especially make a commitment to myself and not just others that I actually honor and stick to. Um, And just allowing that feedback to fuel, like you said, it's actually so amazing what you said because it's so true. I mean, really, like, it's crazy how it so quickly spirals from being, um, like, I didn't stick to this commitment to I'm not worthy of love or I, you know, I don't have value as a person or it's like, it's, it can get deep, you know, absolutely. And so like, especially if you're, um, particularly susceptible to that, you know, depending on where you are in your life, you know, what you're going through, just, um, so I I really like that, like an act of self-love actually being, Um, making a commitment to yourself no matter if it takes even just a few minutes out of your day and sticking to that and then allowing that you know uh, that positive um, virtuous cycle to to continue right and picking and picking I don't know so sometimes I would pick oh I'm gonna pick the hardest thing out of those ten I'm gonna pick the thing that I have the most resistance to Mm -hmm. and that doesn't always work like sometimes you have to really think about you know what is what is going to help me really step outside of this cycle? What's going to help me feel more the most joy right now? What's going to, you know, help me unwind from the day and really shift into a more grateful place or a more grateful heart? And for me, it's like, instead of, I was like, oh, I'll go back to journaling. Well, that was not happening. And I was having so much resistance. And I had to go back to where, do, where are you going to feel the joy? And so last week when I was feeling all of the feels, I decided, I'm like, oh, I, Alexis, you love to dance. You love to move. So I started doing these kitchen dance parties for 10 minutes a day. And I made myself a playlist and it was fun. It was something that I maybe had a little bit of resistance to, but it was something I knew would immediately spark this energy and move me in the right direction. And then maybe some days I would get to the journaling or I would get to the next thing because like you said, it's like it it has that feedback effect. So yeah, remembering that you can pick the thing that maybe sparks the most joy to move you in the right direction. So that's beautiful. I feel like we could have a dance party right now with yeah. our soundtrack. But yeah, that's so fun. I I similarly also like um, in the last couple months or so, uh, I, I just like spontaneously, I was like, I have to dance right now. And I just like, I turned on music and just like free form started dancing. And like, I remember doing that as a kid uh, pretty right. fr- regularly too. And it was just so freeing. Um, anyway. I know you have to go teach a yoga class pretty soon. So, uh, yes. Um, thank you so much for, for taking this time, Alexis. And I just really appreciate you. I do. I feel all the feels right now. And this was so organic and so lovely. And I couldn't have imagined it happening in any other way. And I just really appreciate you too. So thank you. Thank you. Okay. Bye for now. Bye. Namaste. Namaste. (laughs)